Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We've been hearing in the news about how TransLink got a lot of money yesterday from the provincial government. $479 million and it is supposed to help them uh, keep fares at a stable level, essentially for operating purposes. But there's so many questions with this, right? Like, if they need this now, what's going to happen next year? This is a one-time cash infusion. What does this say about TransLink? And does this mean that they talk about, you know, needing a new funding, you know, type of formula for them moving forward? Does this mean that's another step closer to mobility pricing? Well, joining us now to talk about this is Trevor Halford, the BC Liberal Party opposition critic for Transit. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Simi. I appreciate it. Now, what did you hear when you heard that announcement and, and everything that was said? What did you hear? Well, I, a lot of things. There are some of the things we didn't hear. Uh, and I'll talk about mobility pricing in a second. Um, we, we've heard for a long time that there's a significant shortfall at TransLink. I don't think that that's unknown to us. It's, it's you know, it's, it's known to government. But again, we had a premier say last week that, uh, that you know, one-time funding should not go to operational dollars because you're going to be in that same situation again the year after when they need that funding. That's exactly the case in point with TransLink. And I think you just said that, is that they're going to be in this position again and again and again. And we need to make sure that we have solutions going forward um, that aren't going to keep putting us in this position. And government needs to figure out what those solutions are. Now, why do you think people aren't going back to transit in the same numbers? Well, a, a couple of things. I think number one is I think the pandemic has uh, shifted things dramatically. I think that you're seeing uh, a lot of people working from home. Um, you even look at what the government's own policy was, right, in terms of what they've done now, in terms of having people um, being able to apply for positions throughout the province um, that was usually out of Victoria. Um, you know, what that means is you can argue whether that's good or bad, but you are getting a lot less people traveling into the office. Um, and so that means that there's going to be less people using public transit. Do you think some tough decisions have to be made then? Well, I think for sure. I think, you know, at the end of the day, public transit is an absolutely vital part of, of what we need to do. Um, so is public infrastructure. So is the fact is that, you know, we should be driving across uh, a massy bridge right now that should have been opened. And uh, that could have been extended for rapid transit out to South Surrey. We haven't done those investments, right? So we're seeing we're falling behind on the infrastructure and we're obviously falling behind on the public transit part of it as well. Okay, well, how, you talked about mobility pricing. Uh, do you think that is something that is in the plans? Like, is that the impression that you've got? Well, yeah, listen, um, I, okay, so I, I listened very carefully to the Premier's press conference yesterday, and I know that uh, Richard Zussman asked him twice specifically about mobility pricing. I would have thought that when somebody asked me about something, that is a great time to clear it up and put it to bed. He refused to answer it. Richard gave him another question. He refused to answer it again. So the, what that tells me is, yes, they are actively considering mobility pricing. If well, you he, get asked that He did question, clarify that later, right? He did come out afterwards and say, no, no, that's, that's not what we're thinking about doing. 
Well, I, I don't know why you wouldn't clarify that when you're asked twice. Right. Why? And yeah. he said, here's the opportunity to take it off the table. Will you do that? And he absolutely refused to do that. And then, you know, an hour later, he puts out at the end of a tweet, like, I think he can do better than that and clear up that confusion. What do you think, though, is the funding model that will work to make this happen? You talked about investing in infrastructure. How do we invest in infrastructure if we can't get the ridership numbers back up? Or do you think it's a case of build it now and they will come? Well, I think we have to make those investments. I think, too, is obviously that we have to do that. We did notice that the federal government wasn't there yesterday. Um, I think the province and uh, mayor spoke out about disappointment on that, but we need to make sure we're doing that in partnership with all levels of government. But we need to make those investments, right? Like that, you know, if you look at, we are we are suffering from massive traffic congestion. Now, there's listeners in your car right now that are going through the Massey Tunnel, the, the Patella Bridge, uh, different areas throughout this province where congestion is absolutely squeezed. If there's an accident inside that Massey Tunnel, you're looking at 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minute delay. I've I've been through that numerous times, and you know that shows that we are way way behind when we come to making investments in infrastructure. And those investments should have been done by now. Well, what about Highway One? What about improving ridership and getting more people on transit through that corridor? Yeah, absolutely. And I can Highway One for sure, and we hear that a lot. And even. Even in my area right now, I live down in, in South Surrey and, you know, down by the border. And it's a, it's a kind of a newer community here. But there's 4,000 of us down here. And right now, you have to cross uh, Highway 99. And then you have to cross King George Highway, which is about, I would say, about five kilometers from where I am right now to access public transit. Yeah, I grew up out that way. I know exactly. I know exactly that so frustration. You know oh, I know. You know where the... Yeah, the pink palaces, right? Yeah, it was never an option, though. That's a problem with that area is that transit was never an option because it was an hour in between buses and it really wasn't going to get you where you wanted to go. Exactly. So what happens now is we've got a lot of young families living where I am right here uh, in South Surrey. And they and there's a lot of new Canadians here as well. And they have zero access to public transit. So I see people walking down 8th Avenue, crossing Highway 99, crossing King George Highway, just to get to a bus that will eventually transfer them to another bus. And I think we've got to know that we've got to do a lot better than what we're doing right now. Okay, so then if you could advise TransLink, if you could say, hey, look at this, <laughs> what would you tell them to do? Well, I, w- I would look at one is we've got to make sure we have a sustaining funding model, and we've got to do that in partnership with the provincial government and the federal government, to be honest with you. And it cannot be done on the backs of commuters, and it cannot be done on the backs of drivers. There's no way that that can happen. People are stretched enough. Affordability is at its worst right now in BC. So we've got to find different ways to do that. The province and the federal government have to find a way to have a sustaining funding model. It is, it is not fair. It's not even fair to TransLink to have to go through this every single year um, at the 11th hour, and then all of a sudden come up with the money and say, okay, well, we can do this. And then we're going to be having this exact same conversation next year. Yeah. It, it, do you think more bus service would be helpful? Yeah, I think more bus. Like I just gave the example of where I live, right? And even right. in Grandview, Grandview Heights. Like I, I think that, but you I know, wonder, do you, do you cut back a little bit on some of the big infrastructure projects and make room for more bus service? I I think you've got to do both. I think you've got to do both. And I think it's important because 
as you said, if you know when you build this stuff out, I, I think you you tend to get more more service and and more ridership. But you know, at the end of the day, we need that infrastructure built, and we need it built on time, and we need it built on budget. And that's one of the disappointments now when we talk about the Massey Bridge getting cancelled. We wasted a hundred million dollars. You know, the government made a decision to scrap a hundred million dollars and replace the tunnel with a tunnel. They're replacing the Patello Bridge, a four-lane bridge, with a four-lane bridge. That's not thinking for the for the future. We need to expand that infrastructure now. The thing not, about, okay, I know everybody that. says that about the Patello Bridge, but I always have to ask somebody when they say this, where yeah. is that traffic supposed to go? New Westminster does not have room yeah. for more lanes of traffic to come through. Where is that traffic supposed to go? Well, I think we've got to work with New Westminster to figure out how we do that, right? But at the end of the day, eventually there's going to be a solution to that. So why don't we provide that solution on the Patella bridge right now, instead of doing it, doing it a decade from now at a more higher cost. So you think we're going to have this same conversation a year from now? On the funding? Absolutely. I hope we don't, but I'm, uh, you know, like I said, and the premier even said it, his words were when you use these dollars for operational costs, you are going to have the same conversation a year later. Those were his words, not mine. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Trevor Halford is the opposition critic for the BC Liberals for transit and transportation, talking about, you know, funding problems for TransLink. Sure, they got this big injection yesterday. It's a one-time, you know, one-year funding of $479 million. What happens next year? How do they get things back on track? Has your transit going experience changed? That's the issue, what it really comes down to, right? Is that not everybody has come back to using transit. 